Hello guys, and welcome to the second podcast of the TLRC Living Room Crew Podcast. It's really what it is. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm playing a song that's a little bit, you know, it's honestly copyrighted, but we're playing it right now because it is time for us to get onto our special themed special uh, uh, podcast for the month. So, in the last podcast, we played again for just like the whole year thing for the whole 10 decade. This time, this is the beautiful, fabulous month of February. And we all know what happens in February. That's right. It's Valentine's time. Everyone has their love and dovey and all that type of bullshit. But right, I'm back. We Sorry. are. You're good. You're good. I'm just doing the intro right now. Uh, so we are basically going to centralize the topic today for our podcast for February around the topic of love, but not just of any of like of significant other type of love. We're talking about more than just SO love. We're going to talk about things that are like family love, self-love, <clears throat> and how we have relationships. So today, we have some special guests and some new cast members that I have for for the podcast. So I'm going to have everyone introduce themselves to who have not said anything yet in my podcast in the past, or their ver it's their very first time being on the podcast. So we're going to start from top to bottom. So on the screen here for me, on the very top, we have Mr. Adrian Silva. So if you want to please give yourself a quick introductory about something about yourself and then a, and an interesting fact, go ahead. Oh, God. Uh, why do you put me in the spotlight? God damn it. You're the first one, so I have to get you going. Uh... <laughs> no, why? <laughs> okay, fuck. Uh, okay, what do I have to say? <laughs> say your name. I'm Adrian. Uh-huh. And, and tell me about yourself. I'm gay. Okay, are you really gay, though? No. <laughs> okay, okay. Now you're... No. no. Well, a little bit of myself. I don't know. Like, what? Like, I'm fucking Mexican? I just... I mean, yeah. You, I mean, you could literally... Yeah, there you go. You oh, can say that. Congratulations. Yeah. Congrats. Welcome. See? There you go. Wow. Exactly. Hey, can I see your green card? Okay, relax, Adrian. All right. So after, after you, it is our friend, our special guest today. Her name is, uh, by the way, Twitch handle uh, Boba the Goddess. If y'all want to follow her on Twitch, and um, her name is Crystal. So Crystal, please, if you would like to introduce yourself to the podcast. Well, hi, my name is Crystal. Uh, I'm a full-time student, and I'm studying um, business information systems, and my priority is school, and I do part-time stream, like, once in a blue moon, but, yeah, that's kind of a side thing. Um, I also play a lot of games, like, currently Genshin Impact, Halo, Boom. and <laughs> um, Overwatch, and, yeah. See, that's how you do an intro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Fuck you. Thank you know you. why I didn't say much besides okay, that? Okay. My life is not interesting. Adrian, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, please. Okay, thank you for introduction. That was a really good one. Um, I do like the games you played too. Getting uh, We tried. Uh, you, I'm glad you weren't here when we tried playing Overwatch. It just was not. 
it this was, it was just horrible. Um, but yeah, thank you for introducing yourself, Crystal. Again, guys, no I I will uh, I'm gonna say it again. If you guys want to go look at her Twitch, follow her um, socials. It's all the handle of Boa the Goddess. So take a look at that. Make sure you hit our follow. And um, yeah, thank you very much. So next down the line <clears throat> is our friend Jenny. So Jenny, could you please introduce yourself for us? Hi, I'm Jenny. Um, I'm a photographer, videographer. I uh, grew up on the island of Guam, and I moved to California when I was 12, and I am turning 28 this year. I'm old. High five. <laughs> Internet high five. Wait, where's where's the Guam island? It's in it's the Caribbean, isn't it? Pacific. No. Oh, you know where, like, Mariana's island. Trench is? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty fucking far. Yup. You you came from Expensive a tiny, as fuck tiny like ass island, to... and then you yeah, it's like a small town except an island. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, uh, soon to be. You said you're soon to be twenty. You're twenty eight this year, right? You said. So. Yeah. Oh boy, man. Caught him. Better be twenty six. Uh, I I don't know how I'm gonna feel when I start saying that. I probably feel like my back's gonna break or something. Or my back <laughs> my is my back is breaking. Um, my knees hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jenny, for your yeah. introduction. And last but not least, our last guest and our good friend here is our friend, Mr. Aaron. So please introduce yourself to the cast. Hey, what's up? My name's Aaron. I am a full-time web developer, part-time maker of uncomfortable memes, and I also own three refrigerators. Yes. Yo, you gotta keep that cheese cold. <laughs> you yeah, have exactly. three fridges now? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, two fridges and one ice chest because of Rona. You know, like, oh, when yeah, the pandemic yeah, yeah, began, yeah. we bought, like, an ice chest so we, just in case, like, you know... World War Z or something happened. Like we, every we stock up. Did, yeah. did Sam's Club This dude bought like that. 500 pounds of cheese. <laughs> You're not wrong, actually. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go, cheese. Hey, I hate cheese. cheese. Why? It's. I mean, if it's American cheese, I don't like it. American you or craft cheddar. singles? Yeah. No, no, not just that. Like American cheese or 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 cheddar cheese, like sharp cheddar. I don't like that cheese. It makes my what stomach about, hurt. Like... Like deep fried brie. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not lactose. Give me like, like uh, pepper jack. Like pepper jack, provolone, Swiss. Like real cheese from foreign countries. Oh, like uh, you want white cheese? Oh, uh, you want you want some stinky cheese from France? I mean, if it tastes good, maybe, but God, I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not some of that ten year old rotten cheese. I just don't like fucking dick in there. I mean, we all know <laughs> cheese. Cheese isn't supposed to be yellow like that. So that's why I probably don't like the taste of it. My brother loves it because he was born here. So, in cheese, yeah, yeah, American cheese. Okay, all right. So I need to give my spiel a little bit about the topic at hand. So the topic at hand is about love, and love is a very interesting thing uh, overall in general. A lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people have their own way of of receiving it, making it, uh, and defining it. Um, for me. In my definition of love, uh, it's a, it's a, it's more than just an emotion. It's more than just an expression. It's basically an embodiment of our human characteristics. It has everything to do with our emotions, our mentality, and our physical uh, well-beings. So, 
it is a part of everything that is us as human beings with human nature. And it, it's, it's extremely difficult to define it. You can get a regular definition to define it to somebody, but not everyone will experience it and express it the same way. So in this podcast, we're going to be answering questions about three specific types of love that people would categorize for the most part, in my opinion, when it comes to that subject, which we have self-love, family love, and the significant other. And there's a difference between family and significant other. Uh, love. It's not, it's not the same. And we'll get to that when we get to the topic. So uh, the beginning topic first though, at hand is family love because uh, our, guest, our special guest has a much better, more uh, like understanding of that type of love than the other two categories. So I want to ask before I, I get, ask a question, do we have anything we want to say about like family love, like an opinion about it or like a to- like a, some sort of uh, topic you want to speak about family love? complicated Uh, yeah well for me i feel like uh family love is like unconditional love um -hmm. like you know it's like love without strings attached you offer your love freely it's like you don't really base it on something like you do something you expect something in return kind of thing like you just love them and not and want nothing more than just their happiness and that's my thought of like just like family love on it's just like unconditional love for the person or people. Mm-hmm. Anyone else have a comment, or do you want me to go ahead and get started on the prompt? <clears throat> go ahead. Okay. All right, so I have a couple of questions in the family love category that is sometimes tough for people to answer, and they have had people ask around to answer the question. So here's the first question for you guys. Is it hard to love a family member who doesn't understand? And an example of what I mean by doesn't understand is the difficulties of life today from from how different it was in their life. They have this issue where they make it difficult for you to love them because they have their way of following life, but in a way that it's, it's really strict that they refuse to change. So an example of that would be if they were strictly only, only wanting you to date within your race, or if they wanted you to do something else in life as a job, something like that. A lot of this tradition does happen in Asian families especially in the Japanese uh, culture and sometimes even in the Filipino culture. So there are people who have asked and how they kept trying to love that family member. But every time they try, they just kind of push you away or don't even regard you as a child. So that begs the question, is it really hard to love a family member who doesn't understand? Hmm. I think it's a process, actually. 
like is the it? whole situation so like for it to be like hard right mm-hmm. right like of, of course in the first time around when you reveal like what you want to do with like what you yourself want to do like as a person like if you want to pursue that career pursue a different person you want to date like at first it's going to be like hard because you're going to be like battling with their opinion right mm-hmm. so it's just like as long as you like stay true with what you believe in and don't get swayed what they believe the more you do it like the more you like stay strong to what you believe in each day it's gonna be like you're gonna still like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna ignore what they're like ignore their values in a sense not like i guess like the, the same would be like agree to disagree kind of situation like at a certain point though right not like instantly not the first time around you say hey i want to do this and then you're like no what the fuck right Mm-hmm. But over time, over years, they're going to, like, just like anything in life, like, if you continue to do it, they're going to, like, you, they're going to be, like, um less abrasive to it. And you yourself would be, like, more, like, welcome to the idea that they have their own view of life, but we can still agree and disagree. You know? Huh. So, if, as you say, you're going to basically just let the process happen, like, just continuously keep your opinion as the opinion that is yours and not believe mm-hmm. in theirs. Um, <clears throat> so, when you want them to, when you want to love them and go back, if, if someone has, if someone else has a, something to say, by the way, you can say it right now. Um, if you want to let's say for instance make if you want them to make them understand you what would you go what would you what would you do to go by that well um well for speaking from my own experience when i decided not to do the family business and i pursued like programming and web development mm-hmm. um at first they didn't like it but then what i did is i continued like showing interest towards it and showing to them like hey um, like unwavering values unwavering. of what's important to you mm-hmm. right? and then like later on I somehow got their friends to talk about oh that's a good job blah blah and it's more like you get their surrounding social circles to be influenced that what you're making the decision is pretty good it's what <clears throat> yeah well that's the case in, when it comes to more of like the job industry where you're trying to change mm-hmm. your career and what you love to do Mm-hmm. what would you do if this was a situation where they were wanting you to be in a different type of relationship or to do something else that's not like let's say for instance they want you to date to date and marry within your own race hmm. i mean at the end of the day it's kind of like your life like of course like they're your parents or like you know whatever but you know, it's you want to be happy. You know, it's mm-hmm. your own life, and I feel like with time they'll come to ex- not really accept, I guess, but maybe be more content with it. Um, they'll they'll come around. I feel like mm-hmm. you know, because you are their children, and you know they they still love you unconditionally. That's my thought of it. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. 
I I can't agree with that. I just I just feel that it just this it's just a very long process. Um, a very long time-consuming process because of just like so there there are people that I've seen uh in like my groups that I'm in that have tried to reconnect with their family that where they left them, and it just was very difficult because like they make things even worse by adding more harder things to it, such as uh forcing situations like not talking to your siblings and forcing your siblings away so it becomes very difficult to communicate with your family especially with them and to even convince the mother to like let them come back together in that type of case um it 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 sounds like for me i from what i read in a lot of people's examples it sounded like it's an uphill battle that this doesn't seem like they, they can win but I feel like at some point there will be a time as you guys have described that these people will go down the hill and start falling uh like not as quick not as quick as like an instant snap and they roll down the hill it's more of just like they just slowly walk down and look at it as from your perspective because it seems like what their perspective is always to be is above yours because they know what's best but at some point I think over time people will eventually realize that there's not a lot of time left and if we're going to keep holding this grudge we're going to regret the time we don't spend with our family so i would hope that these people who have that situation it would fix out it would work out for them because i would want them to be happy with their with their parents again uh to to be able to even like introduce the the next generation <laughs> And continue moving forward from there. <clears throat> um, okay. So I, I believe that's everyone's comment. Does anyone have anything else to say? Um, for that part, I do have another prompt here that I do need to ask about in this category. So in this category here, there's another one. It's called, okay, It's it's uh, this is the question. After a tragic history with your family, like the member or like that certain side of the family group, are you, uh, can you and will you be able to forgive? So let's say, for instance, it was a life-changing opportunity, but for some reason they did something that forced it out of the way uh, completely. Or let's say they completely like sheltered you in your life and you figured out everything else around you and you started growing and learning as you left in college and you're very upset with what they decided to do uh you know things like that it, it, these are these, these are just examples would you be able to forgive the family for what they did Like, so, okay, can you repeat that differently? So, okay. So, you had a tragic past with your family, right? Like, yeah. like let's say you were disciplined a lot. Let's say mm -hmm. you were... Uh, like a Christian kid. Yeah, you're a Christian child, or you were forced to do things because they wanted you to do it, like play piano all the time, practice, practice, practice. Like, for a lot of Asian people, too. Or, like... 
they your their family their side of the family does does something really bad to your side of the family, uh, to your mom's side or your dad's side, and you know like, it was years ago, but like you know, it, it was you saw everything, and it looked it was awful, and you know there was blood and everything. Would you be able to forgive? The family, for what they did. I mean, I guess it depends. Like. I don't know, that's a hard one. Because it's like a tragic, like if it's a tragic history with your family that separated them, you know? I think, uh, I think if you put it that way in, like, in a very tragic way, I think not. Like, I think it's, it's hard to get through that. Mm-hmm. Especially if the family itself doesn't want to, like, talk about it or, like, help you about it or whatever. Right. That's my input. So, okay. I mean, does anyone else have to say anything? Because I do have like something too about that. Um, I don't know. When it comes to like a loved one who hurts you, I just feel like if you do forgive them, it opens the door for like the relationship to be able to repair if it can be repaired or if you want to repair it. Um. Or if the other know. person wants. Mm-hmm. Like, the act of forgiveness, in my opinion, is just like, I don't know, that they they should know that, you know, oh, they cause you pain and they realize that you, they hurt you, you know? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it will just give you both closure in a sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you, like, talk to them about it. But, I don't know, that's just, like, what I would do personally because i don't know i don't like holding grudges against people right like even if they hurt me really badly because like you mentioned like in the last um prompt like uh life's too short kind of thing you know right so that's just my thoughts about it (laughs) aaron jenny do you have anything to say about that i think I think it would um, be situational for me depending on like what happened specifically but I think like um yeah I would forgive but I'd be cautious just because um sometimes people can take advantage of your kindness like if they're narcissistic they might not be sincere when um they're apologizing and they'll take that as like an invitation to hurt you again Mm -hmm. so I think like it depends on like the situation and the type of person that you're dealing with Okay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's like it's just situational. Like, <clears throat> like if you know that person well enough, and you know, what's their intent behind? Like, if you're if they will be willing to either forgive you or use this as another opportunity just to ruin it again for you. Yeah, I guess like um, just make sure there's like boundaries of like healthy <laughs> boundaries, um, when you try to forgive people because sometimes it could be um like an invitation for them to repeatedly hurt you and treat you badly. Where it becomes like toxic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just fucking stab you in the kidney again. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that you know, like the, this this one really like this one speaks to you more in, this, in the question prompt because like this is something that has happened to me in my past, where my 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 real dad decided to do something really bad to our family. It wasn't him himself; it was just his side of the family, and using him. They, 
in a sense they were using him, but like it was more of them just doing. They they basically destroyed my mom's store. Like she owned the store in the Philippines. She owned something that she could grow on her own, and they destroyed it. With from that from my dad's side of the family, and it's been years since I've had to really like when I brought up the topic up with him again everything didn't really line up to what was happening and I was very iffy about forgiving him still um and you know I, I was very on the edge because I felt like every time he talked to me just, he just wanted to have a way to get back to the US and I always kept like like how Jenny said like just keep it like you know cautious and just be careful about it because people would take take advantage of my kindness so I am very like I'm very like iffy. Like I keep away from, from like. It's like a it's like a, a hurt puppy that's been abused. He just fucking he can't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. is very cautious of people. Yeah, he's just very cautious of certain of certain people. Like I know he's my dad by blood, but at the same time I don't believe in his words. You know, like that's the thing that makes me uh, that I'm afraid of because of uh, the not necessarily broken promises. It's just. I feel like I, I kind of know what his intent is since what he decided to do was really bad to my mom in the first place. So it's been it's been it's been a hard time for me to forgive him, which I kind of have forgiven him, but I definitely will not forget what happened. And that's why it's always in the back of my head like if I'm making the right choice here with him. So that's really that's the thing for the uh the for that part there. And I think the last one is um when do you guys think it's best to let go or and stop trying with the family member with if it's like hard something hard to talk to them with you know i think if um if it's like a repeated abuse of your emotions and um just like repetitive toxicity mm-hmm. it's um i think that would be the time that I think that, like, I don't deserve this, and I deserve better, and I'm going to set, like, clear boundaries and decide to, like, find people who would treat me better. Mm. <clears throat> so, like, would you just cut off the family member and just, like, not even, like, aff- uh, affiliate affiliate yourself with them? I think I'd try like a low contact at first mm-hmm. and um, if they're a little too extreme then I'd probably do no contact just because it's um, better for me like mentally mm-hmm. like I'd be willing to take that jump for myself like to take care of myself versus making them comfortable with um, abusing me I guess okay yeah, yeah I, I, I think I agree I can, yeah. I'll go ahead no, you're fine. Keep going. I was just saying I agree with her. Yeah. So, for example, what she said, I can relate a lot to that because most of my family, like my uncles, don't like each other. Like, they hate each other for some fucking reason. I don't know. And uh, they try to, like, connect with each other again or talk, but they always bring back the topics of, like, why they hate each other and they just they just can't get along a lot. Mmm. So at, at at some point they just there's three of them that live in the east in California, but they're like so distant from each other and from us that we like we don't know shit about them. Wow. 
like my uncle who just died like three weeks ago because of COVID. Like we didn't even know. And I was like, what the fuck? Condolences. Eh. Thank you. <laughs> I don't really know him that much. No <laughs> <laughs> condolences. It's, it's like when I tell my, my, my friends like, oh, my fucking dad got car kidnapped by the cartel and shot. And they're like, oh, shit, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I, I don't care about the bastard. He can die in hell for all I care. <laughs> Okay. He was never there. <laughs> I, I feel it. I feel it. Okay. So, now, <clears throat> we answered the questions, and I wanted to talk about a little bit, just a little more about the topic, about just how family love just works. So, like like Crystal said earlier, it's an unconditional love, and it definitely is 100% a unconditional love, which a lot of love should be just unconditional um of course we tend not to go that way because we want certain things and the wants overpower the needs so um so when it comes to when you have family love it is an important thing to have because it's how you are in the future it's how you're going to raise your family if you ever have one or like you have your own theoretical family so like in my case like my discord is my theoretical family because none of us are blood related but i consider everyone as a family member of mine i take care of everybody so it's more of it's it's important to have this unconditional love for family even for your blood and non-blood relatives and it goes as far as it needs to be that stays in that fine line of you you guys know what i mean you know i don't have to say that other part because we know what happens this is why i say there's a difference between family love and significant other love that other love never crossed that line i really hope that never ever happens to anyone i know because that's i get it i guess to a point how that love works but it just it just doesn't it feels uneducated and it doesn't make any sense to me it just they say it feels right but when the kid comes out the kid's not right either so i i wouldn't want to put anyone in a situation in that type of way and we've already done studies on this type of stuff especially with like ancient history over in spain when they literally just kept inbreeding and it was it did not that kingdom yeah. did not last alabama baby <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like every kid deserves a parent, but not every parent deserves a kid. Like, in the end, like, for real. Oh, yeah, yeah, My yeah. neighbors. Yeah. There's, there's just people who do and don't. Um, can't really help it, but that does happen. So, family love, big aspect, big part of our lives. It is something that is important to have. For me, it, it's hard for me to get it with my own family right now because we get we get into arguments it's just it's just us we, i try to help it my mom and i are different there's just nothing i can do so that's just me i, I know you guys uh, i know um i know aaron's family has a situation similar to that type of way you know i i understand it and i know so, and the most of you in here have a really good relationship with your family your your mothers and and your dad you know it's just everyone has a different life experience I have my own but it's not nothing there's nothing bad about it as long as we know our values and we keep moving forward and preach what we say 
It's a good thing to have. Okay. So we have two more prompts. Uh, it hasn't even been an hour yet. So, well, technically for Crystal, she might have to leave soon. So do you have to leave in like eight minutes? Is that... Uh, it's fine. I can stay for a while longer. Okay. So just tell me when you're going to leave when you want to. Um, and we will just continue with the next topic here. Um, there are two topics left and I'll let you guys choose. So either one of you flip a coin or you can choose. It's self-love and the significant other love. Oof. Those are the two top self ones. Self-love. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that one. <laughs> oh boy. I think, I, think all, I think all of us have a problem there. <laughs> Um, yeah, for, for me, okay, so let me tell you this. For me, it's sh hard to show love or, you know, like, uh, what's the word? Love or just, um, compassion. I, can't, com I guess compassion or just try to be friendly kindness. with people. Cause kindness, there you go. Oh, <laughs> because okay. I do not like myself. Okay. Like, yeah. How can I how can I uh, show that when I can't even show it to myself? You know. Okay. I definitely know that. Uh, you and Zach were the same. You guys were the same, and Zach actually changed. Funny enough, recently because of his girlfriend. So, uh, I think for some people, it's like it takes a con it takes a conversation. Dude, or... yes. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, that's another thing. I think that if I had a significant other. I would definitely change a lot. Okay, let's not get this mixed up because it'd be really bad. So let's start with self-love, guys, because this is gonna get this is gonna get interesting already. It looks like these are the topics that are gonna be kicking them more into the podcast. So let's. I'm gonna kick your balls. No, <laughs> we're gonna get into this here with self-love. So self-love. What is self-love? Can somebody define that for me exactly? Does somebody know a definition? Your definition. Tell me your definition uh... of self-love. I think it's like, like the way you talk to yourself, I guess, mm -hmm. um, and the way that you like treat yourself and you know, like how you speak to yourself right. says a lot about like how much you love yourself, like things you would say to yourself versus <laughs> things you would say to other people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, but, um, I definitely am nicer to like other people when they need comfort <clears throat> versus I need my own comfort. I'm like really, really mean to myself. <laughs> <clears throat> it's it, like the way I talk to myself, I guess. Right. Um, like whether or not my self-love is good depends on how I talk to myself. It's uh self-love is such a hard concept to grasp for a lot of people who have who have this willingness to be helpful. Um and to wanting to basically entertain others more than themselves. Like in, in a sense, it's how I see it in my way because we're selfless. That's what people, most people who are, who don't have self-love <laughs> is selfless. They don't regard themselves in high regard. They put themselves last. And, and then when you realize things and you start seeing things and you're like, am I, Am I even worth it? You know, you start asking that because you don't really have that validation. And you don't remember exactly why you should even be here. 
like why you should you be alive right now like you like there are people who do love you but then it's like myself what do i like about myself what is there about me that is good enough to still be here that's that, that's where i've been in in my experience of self love it's 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 been a difficult uh, same it's it's a difficult path it's not a straightforward one people can easily say anything they want about it and tell you what to do but every path is different we just try to give you an idea of where to start so in the first prompt it says what does it take to love yourself and for me what it took me a long time to do to figure out how to love myself was start to realize the things that I really do love about myself. The things that I find that people that I come to me that I attract basically that come to me for either comfort, entertainment, uh, company. Uh, you know, this big friend group I have isn't just because this and that like you know they, they think i'm cool they think i'm handsome no it's not just like that this friend group is because of, of over time we've i've been trying to effortlessly to just keep making the connection bigger and stronger and keep making them come back and being entertaining and things like that so people come to me people become my friend and because i'm open and i'm able to speak to you because i can go on to the same level as you and i'll do my best to be the friend you're looking for but then I had a problem with, you know, analyzing myself, like, why am I doing this? Uh, why should I love myself for doing this? And then I thought about it over, like, maybe three years. And it, it I went up and down a lot. And it just, it just made me remember that the reason why I do love myself is because I, I think of myself as a very good person. Uh, I remember all the things that I've done to make things better for people whether it's something that has to do with money or if I if I'm there at late at night hanging out at three o'clock in the morning talking to you about your your uh, emotions things like that you know it it made me start to like myself for being someone who can be there for some people who don't have anyone that can be there for them because they don't know how to have that emotional support so there's just things that you have to realize about yourself it takes a long time to see it to make you want to love yourself. And then that's when you start complimenting yourself. Like I look great today. Um, I have a great voice. I have, uh, I have this, you have a confidence that you're glowing. Um, you don't care what people think about how you look or what you say. That's, uh, that is uh, at least, you know, appropriate to say. Like, if you were to say the wrong thing in the public, that's that's on you. Uh, but what I mean is, like, your opinion. You have your opinion. You stand with it. Uh, you want to represent yourself in the best possible way. So you show yourself off, you know? It's like, it's like a lot of that with self-love, you know, it, it's all about your confidence that comes with it, too. Is how you can define... Like how Jenny said, how you say about yourself, how you speak to yourself. Do you beat yourself up a lot more than you actually give yourself credit for? Like if you did something great and you're like, mm, but it could have been better. No, no, no. You shouldn't think that way. You should be like, I did a great job. It was good. I'm proud of myself. It's like when you, when you, when you tell somebody who comes out of an audition and they were like, 
I don't know if I did good. I'm like, no, you did. You did great. And I'm like, really? Yeah, you did great. You know, you're giving support. That's something. That's what that can be. That's a start, too. For self-love. So. Sorry, that I, I had a big one there. But that was just how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I believe that, like, at the end of the day, you are your worst enemy. Like, it's your negative thoughts that hold you back. So you should work on being in love with the person in the mirror who has been through so, so much, but is still standing today. And that's what I believe. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's this book, funny enough, that... I would recommend to help you like sometimes it's hard to realize that you are actually doing this negative self-talk to yourself it's called unfuck yourself by jerry johnson bishop um yeah catch you get some and like pretty much it's telling you to get out of your head and into your life pretty much right it's, just, it's like teaching you and telling you some things that you may not realize is negative self-talk to yourself that you're creating this label of who you are just by saying it casually like you're letting yourself saying it you're letting yourself say it so casually like means you're accepting it as a identity of who you are pretty much and it's a pretty good book to help you catch catch all that stuff and how to do it speaking of books the one that i read was um you're a badass by jen sincero that one's pretty good too she helps you like believe in yourself in that book i guess for me it's just been like looking at people and uh listening to inspirational quotes and thinking about them because i the way i look at things like even like the smallest text can give i can analyze and just think about it and you know think about how it's trying to tell me a message without it being too complicated so if we were to return this to you adrian um fuck to give you a pro <laughs> to give you a give you an idea because I understand that you're having this issue. Because the way it looks like it, and this this some this is something that mm, the way yours looks like, in my opinion, like uh, in your case of self love, is that it seems like you're needing a a catalyst, a something to start it off as an ingredient to get you on that path. An example of what I mean would be a inspiration in a, in a sense of a relationship so like with zach you know he's been different recently you can tell he's been more sensitive to certain things it's because he's probably have he's he's no longer disregarding himself he used to just kind of put himself in a bad area with always smoking weed and stuff like that like he was making decisions that were just what he wanted to do because he wanted to do them and all of a sudden after he found himself a new person to be in love with that's when things changed and it looks like you know he's he's been working and fixing himself to be better that can also kind of apply to me but it's only to an extent at the moment uh so it would just be basically the example what i'm trying to tell you is it looks like you're trying to find a way to help yourself by having someone to love but the problem with that is a lot of people say <clears throat> this, and it's very important, is the fact that 
how can you be in a relationship and try to love someone if you can't even love yourself? Fuck yeah. So, it looks like the value... The value why would you say fuck yeah? It looks like the value yeah. of, of the of the relationship aspect is still lingering within your heart and you're not willing to let it go. And I'm not going to be your therapist here. I'm just saying that I think the, for the best, if you wanted to figure out how to love yourself, you need to start understanding the stuff that makes you, well, you like, your character, what you're born into, and what you love, all the stuff you like doing and spending time with. You have close friends. You have me and Taylor. And we know, we've known you for 12 years. So you know us. You, we know you. And we want the best for you. But to be able to make it into that beginning healing stage, you have to try on your own and to start it somewhere. We can't tell you where to start because it's different for everybody, but we can give you like ideas of where to start. <clears throat> That's just up to you. Okay. This turned into an intervention. Goddamn. Uh, for a little bit. Okay. What did you say, Ron? Have you heard of the alphabet? What do you mean? A, so, B, C. Yeah, that. But um, it's a little technique that you can do to yourself words of affirmation right mm-hmm. you can think of if you can go down the letter you compliment yourself with each, each letter, letter of the alphabet you have to think about what each letter is right? you have to describe yourself nicely yeah, by the <laughs> let's do the a little <laughs> what's, what's, no, what's no, a good no, thing about it when you're feeling sad when you're feeling blue have the alphabet song ready to go i'm trying to make it rhyme but it didn't work I'm gonna berate myself even worse. Oh yeah, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling blue, have the alphabet ready when you go poop. There you go. Ew. Oh, okay. I see. I see. <laughs> okay, what's letter A? You tell I mean, me. You tell awesome. me. Awesome. Adorable. Ooh, yes. there you go. Yeah. Attractive. Ooh. Amazing. Awesome. Okay, those are all lies. Adrian, hold on. Okay. okay. You have to take a word for you. It's for you. She's, she was doing it for herself. I was going to say alpha for me. So, you know. That's a good one. So, you, like, you go down the list and think, of, okay, excuse me, sir. We're not in. You can't, uh, it's, he's just giving you an idea of an exercise, which people sometimes have to go through to get things started. So, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Um, so you'd go down the 26 letters of the alphabet and try to understand and remember that. Oh my god, 26. It's like a category. It gets weird when you get to, like, X. (laughs) It gets very weird. Zemness. Not not many, um, compliment words. Uh, I don't know if that's a point that's positive. (laughs) Zayanord. It gets (laughs) Zayanord. And it's for Norded. No, it's an X-E. It's an X-E-N. It's not actually an N. That's how you say Zayanord. Okay. Um, there's a question that is interesting here for self-love that people don't really see very often, but it is a category. Uh, is it possible to love yourself too much? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You think so? Yeah, to the point that like you think others are beneath you, I think it's like definitely because there's um, narcissism. Vanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Where you like put yourself first because you love yourself. 
more than other people. Like, you think that other people are beneath you. I think that's when it becomes problematic. Or, like, yeah. you think that they don't deserve the same amount of love that you do. Oh. Or that you could... Or that you could, like, take advantage of them or get ahead of them because you think you're better than yeah, them. Yeah, climb the ladder and pull it from behind you. <laughs> it's like an emperor. Yeah, like anime <laughs> characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, this is possible. If you, if it's, it is possible to love yourself too much, and I do agree with that. Um, this is the last prompt for the self-love. Is the question, how does loving yourself help relationships? Not, like, any type of relationship overall how does that help it law of attraction yes i think um if you can't talk nicely to yourself it's going to be hard to comfort other people when they're talking badly to themselves too mm-hmm. yeah yeah i could definitely see that in adrian too Fuck you. how you how you present yourself and how you see yourself can be shown pretty much to other people and that could be like a warning flag sign for them to not be with you and make a relationship that could have been a thing whether it be a significant friend or, or anything mm-hmm. yeah take notes Adrian that's definitely something that you need to get into yeah, dude, what, like, fuck you. Like, it's like one of those things no matter how hard you try to hide it with the cologne they'll still smell you you know yeah it's like oh, skunk it's like geez. it's like the it's like the skunk you know skunk smells like Roku's fridge okay. <laughs> fridges <laughs> fridges three i'm sorry okay so yeah it basically it gives you that it gives you that self-confidence and able to be like to enable you to even communicate and have confidence to like make new friends so and to keep them going as well so self-love is important in that case as well so then the last one that is the hardest thing to talk about that a lot of people are have a difficulty with is depression in that category of self-love how do you deal with it how does that work do you understand what it is the dark side of self-love is depression because it comes with anxiety so what exactly can we do to help ourselves if it's in a minor case because we all know that if it's a major case and definitely Aaron does know this is we need to do it we would even need to get to medication and therapy because it could be harmonical but if it's something else what are the steps to well I guess basically say to escape it I think with um like situational or like environmental like depression um recognizing what's causing your sadness and the way that you talk to yourself and um figuring out like a way for you to tackle those negative ways of thinking so like uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or finding a therapist to talk to and reading books about like self-love like the ones that we were recommending and doing things like affirmations, meditation, like there's ways that you could, like, I guess, like try to rewire your brain. Yeah. And if things like that aren't helping, then you might have like clinical depression that may require medication to help rebalance your brain. But yeah, there's, there's things that you could do like books and podcasts, like ones like these ones where (laughs) we talk about like, you know, like ways that you can 
like I guess like love yourself more and change the way that you're talking to yourself. And the first step is to be willing to be open to it and oh, yeah. willing to find help. Because if you don't, if you're not willing to do it, n nothing like no matter what you do, it's not going to work at all. Like you have to be like making the first step yourself. Say that I want to be better, but then at that point you have to be also aware that you are depressed. That's me. Yeah, big time. I really needed to figure things out for myself. I mean, I, I think at this point, too, I either have clinical depression or, like, I mean, I can't self-diagnose. But, you know, there are just days that just don't feel right, even though the day before, you know, like, you have everything planned out and then you suddenly just wake up not wanting to do anything. It, it's It just feels awful for me. And I want to be productive. I always want to be productive. Like today was definitely a big, a big no-no for me right now. Besides what I'm doing with uh, with the podcast, uh, I was ready to do everything, but part of me almost said I don't want to do it anymore because I just didn't feel productive. So I want to be productive because I always want to keep things going and I want to make content and have this type of stuff. But I've been slowing down. And I potentially, I feel like it could just be like a, uh, a clinical depression that happens like every couple weeks and usually would round out around the beginning of the month. So I might have to get, I might have to get into looking into seeing what mine is. Um, cause I definitely do feel it, even though I've been really trying to help myself with all the working out, all the inspire, inspiring things that I'm doing. It just hasn't really completely sat with me yet, and I still decide to do some certain bad decisions. So. Yeah, I think seeing like a, a medical professional would be really good for anyone really like who's struggling to like love themselves. Like therapy mm -hmm. helps anyone, even if you think that like you have everything figured out. Like therapy can really uncover a lot of things. And then, um, like psychiatry, like a psychiatrist will figure out if you need medication and there's nothing wrong with taking medication. Like depression is like a brain disorder and your brain can get sick just like any other part of your body. So taking medication isn't something to be ashamed about. Exactly. And why, why would you, why, why is it okay to go to the gym to work out and make your body feel better? But there's a stigma where you go to psychiatrist and it sounds like there's something wrong. It shouldn't be. You're just taking care of your brain, like the mm -hmm. rest of You're your body. It. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the things you said, Jiren, I was like, it's the same thing for me. Like, holy shit. I we're mean... like a lot, and and we're we're a lot alike on those fucking subjects. Exactly. Because for for example, I am. Um, I don't know. Like yesterday and a couple of days before, I was just berating myself and just feel, making myself feel fucking bad and whatever. But there's days that I just want to wake up and be like, oh, well, let's do shit. You know, like, like it comes and goes. Get stuff done. Yeah. Like productive. Yeah. Yeah. For example, like I, I wake up and just like clean my desk where my computer is or whatever. Mm -hmm. and I feel great. And then boom, two days after that. Fucking feel like shit again, and you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I don't want to do shit. I just want to fucking sit down and watch fucking hentai. I don't know. <laughs> you could have said anything else, and you chose that. Yeah. You know, 
There's like days for me too where I get up out of my bed. I don't, I usually fix my bed now because I have a habit of it. And then I just today I I said no, I don't want to. I didn't want to get out of bed until maybe three o'clock, and then I fix. I tried to fix my bed and said no, no thanks. But I've been keeping up with it. I've been cleaning my bed every single morning before this. And there's this there's like, there's like just certain days I'm just really lazy and say no, I don't want to do it. So, yeah. Alright, uh, the topic of self-love overall is basically just to understand that you have, you should love yourself. It doesn't matter what's wrong with you, whether you have a mental illness, an issue, things like that. Everybody deserves love, but you come first. It's not a selfish thing to do that. What you want is what you want, and it's not a selfish thing to think that way. Unless it is to cause harm or to cause some sort of uh, like a stall for other people that will affect your life. If that's if that's the problem, that's like narcissism. I wouldn't. There's a there's a fine line between loving yourself and being narcissistic, and. You need to have a moral compass to be able to know that. So with lo with self-love, just remember it's important to have it. You should love yourself before you should love anybody because that's how, that's, that's how you understand the emotion of love anyway. And being able to communicate with a partner with, with the self-love. So you need to know what you need to do to fix it. So if you need to go see a therapist... Something like that, you know, it's just what you need to have ready and set and it's it's you know, it's overall just important. Like you cannot skip yourself. Do not skip yourself. If you see there's problems, if you feel like this is like some common symptoms of just you being lazy one day and it continues to be that way every single day, that's not being lazy. There's there's something in you that doesn't feel like you should do something. Because honestly, if we're all sitting here right now, we would all love to see a clean room and a clean bed if uh, every single day of our lives. And we will are willing to actually clean it up and fix it up so that every time we come back home from when we leave, it's a nice-looking room. We never, ever always want to leave the place all messed up and dirty. That's usually either... well. The least likely case is that the parents don't know how to teach their kids how to keep their room clean. The other one is if you're an adult, it's you just not wanting to do it because people say you're tired. But let's be honest, after you say you're tired, we see you doing something else that you could be doing to clean your room. So there you go. There's just truth right there. Just don't forget it, guys. Self-love, super important. All right. Now, last topic, and this kind of does play into our guests as well, and it is love with the significant other. And before I, we talk about it, I do want to say something real quick, because I'm going to shout this out. We have two guests in here who have been together for a very long time, and if they would like to share how long they've been together, and give a bit of insight in how and why they kept it up, then that would be very nice for the listeners of the podcast. So if you guys would like to speak about it a little bit, Aaron or Jenny. Yeah, Adrian. Yeah, Adrian. I said Aaron and Jenny. <laughs> 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 
Damn. <laughs> take, please take the stage. So let's say, let's, let me be your interviewer. How long have you two been together? going to be 14 years this coming April. All right. 14 years. A lot it's a whole ass teenager. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people would say, you know, it, I mean, that is a long time and I agree, but also, you know, there are people who are like, who only have like relationships who literally get married the year after, two years after, you know, things like that. So like, then it's like, what makes, what gets you guys to sustain such a relationship to be this long? I feel like I should have prepared for this. <laughs> I feel like you should have known I was going to ask you this. <laughs> Being that the I'm both like blanking. <laughs> no, I feel like it's just like we vibe like our like interests and like who we are as personally like personality like we just like our personalities kind of like complement each other or like I'm more of like Oh, like calm and patient. Yeah. And I plan things ahead yeah, and get anxious. She, she gets sporadic, but then I, I'm there to take care of her when she does. And then when I don't have a plan because I'm like all chill, I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? She's the one that has the plan <laughs> ahead of time. Yeah, I guess like I push him to like figure out what to do, like help create like a game plan because mm -hmm. he kind of is like too chill sometimes. Yeah, she helps with my resume all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, I guess, yeah, we have like a symbiotic relationship yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like we fit each other's um fault like puzzle piece or something yeah. yeah yes you guys meet a perfect balance of what you need in certain aspects of your lives that are very lacking as i can tell mm -hmm. from your example which is true for Aaron too i can definitely tell part of the time <laughs> it's like venom and eddie calling you out it's okay <laughs> yeah. oh, I, he remembers like he, we remember when we were first in LA uh, the first time we went he kind of had he was trying hard to think about where to go and I heard I know Jenny always jumped in to say something of where to go next because mm -hmm. you just you knew but also you didn't know you know mm -hmm. <laughs> too, too chill <laughs> to find go with the flow brother go with the flow with the you need something to get the flow going. <laughs> I mean, it it worked out. I mean, the whole when we went to Little Tokyo, I didn't expect to go up there to on stage and just start singing. I thought I was just gonna be just looking around at the Japanese shops, but then I said, "Ah, fuck it, get on stage," you know, sing in front of people I'm never gonna see again. And uh, I got to see a bunch of cute Asian girls there, so like, yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> um, so. Your relationship is a very special one. It has been bonded and is very strong. Uh, you have, you both have definitely had your ups and downs, and I can definitely tell from just how the both of you can communicate and how you guys have been together for such a long time. Uh, a lot of couples have issues with that. Uh, definitely with our age nowadays. I know you guys are older, but at the same time, still, my age group or my gen generation and the people after me. They're going to have a hard time uh, knowing how to do things. I mean, I know how to do everything now. I just don't, I'm not in a relationship. So it's like, it's the, uh, the, the, the question comes into, to the point of like, you know, what's the point of, not the point, but like, what, how is it to have such a strong relationship together that the both of you could just keep it up every single day, uh, to communicate because there's just people who are confused about 
like communication in general, it takes people years, right? You guys have been together since you were in middle school, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So it's like you put it into perspective. You guys were middle schoolers, middle school sweethearts. And then we have dumbasses out here who are dating TikTok stars and then they only date for two weeks. You know, like this is just like, you know, comparatively, my generation and after. I think mine's starting to realize how to date. And then the one, the ones after me, it just feels like they're going to have a very difficult time with how it Bro, works. I, don't know, I don't know how to date. Fuck. <laughs> don't worry. It's just the three gives. You got to either give in, give up, or give it all you got. Oh. Wait, where did you get this from? Did you just I make... I just thought about it. You just thought about it? Yeah. The three gives. What was it again? Give in, give up, or give it all you got. So when you give in, is it? what does that mean when you say when you give in? You know, Jenny. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, are you fucking using her? <laughs> Just throw under the spotlight. Yeah, then, like, you like give into the relationship and let yourself be a doormat? There you go. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, give doormat. in and then make See, give up. Give up meaning you're just done. You break up, yeah. You want to, but then, then you the last one's a give. give it all you got. Yeah, but that's also a two way thing. So you both have to give it all you got. Yeah, right. I think it's tricky, because um, I I want to say that like we lasted because we kept trying to stay together versus like oh this is too difficult I don't want to deal with this I'd find yeah. someone else type of situation. So mm -hmm. I feel like. There's a lot of times where, like, we went through things that, like, we could have ended it, but we kept trying to f make it work, I mm -hmm. guess. We didn't even go to the same high school. Like, we were, yeah, like... we went to different schools. We didn't even drive. We moved yeah. away from each other because of, like, different schools. Back in our day, we had AIM. Okay, you youngins. Oh, yeah, dude. Jesus. <laughs> that, that's, what all, that's also was one of the key things that helped. Because we were able to talk to each other compared to, like, Back having... in my day, we had AOL. That's the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. If you if you have anything else to say. Like, I just think that, like, it's tricky. Like, I want to say, like, don't give up on your partner, but there's toxic partners. So, I feel like it's situational. You know, like, you right. might want to make it work, but they could be abusing you. And you should not make that work if they're, like, mm -hmm. treating you really badly. Like, I think, like by make it work i mean like if there's like a like a difference in beliefs like you could find like common ground together versus mm -hmm. just like oh, just throw it all away mm -hmm. or if like you like say like i know someone who um they value like having like a free schedule and having like a business over having like a salary job and those two broke up because they couldn't find like common ground like they started to lose respect for each other because they had differing beliefs but they cared about each other for years and i feel like they could have made it work but one of them gave up and decided to just cut it off so i feel like in that case it could have worked out if they like figured it out together versus just being like oh i can't like see myself being with this person anymore because we have differing beliefs i guess mm. so versus like someone who's like oh he like likes to like 
talk down to me and call me names and stuff, but I'm gonna try and make it work. I'm gonna let him, like, I'm gonna change him. And that's like, if that person's not willing to change, you should probably walk away from it type of mm-hmm. situation. So I don't want to say just, like, make it work, you know? <laughs> like, it's situational, I guess. Yes. So, like, era, uh, like you said earlier, is it, um, the both of you said, technically, is it, there's a two-way street for this the, the, the mm-hmm. relationship with the significant others, right? So, yeah. if you're if you're willing to give up uh, if you if one person's willing to give up, that's when the relationship is already like kind of yeah. hard to save. It's in it's in a critical condition. They want to just let go, mm-hmm. versus like there are people who want to make things work. So, if you want to make something work, you try to communicate it to your partner, to mm-hmm. make this entire thing work. Um, yeah, I think it's like communication and respect. Like you have to respect each other and respect each other's like values and differences to your own, and not try to like completely change, change your partner yeah. to be whatever you think they should be. It's like you to shouldn't. Like grow yeah, together. Like, you're supposed to love them as they are and want to grow together versus thinking that like you could change someone entirely. I think for something like not entirely, but for, I think more of as a like a few faults you know like if you if i were to put it in perspective to change someone for a few faults that you dislike and they tend to or do you do not wish to change those faults is it like a deal breaker or do you think you could continue with that like he smokes or something like like for instance like there's something yeah like that could be one like if there's something that you don't like about the person and they have an attitude that towards something that you don't like you know like would you just um, I'd, I'd think about it and see, like, how will this affect my own person, my own self? Because mm-hmm. it also goes back to self-love, right? So you need to also love yourself before you love others. Right. So if you can see yourself, like, I don't want to say compromising, but, like... Like, how important is that value to you, like... Compared to the person. Mm. Okay. Like, is there like say that like is there stance like politically something that like you differ with and politics is really important to you then that would be something that you'd have to take a step back and think about is this worth staying in this relationship when we have something that differs that's really big and important to me versus yeah i guess something like that right hmm okay it's because, like, in like the situations uh, that you get, you guys are aware of what I'm through. Um, it, it's really just it's that it's that fine line of definition for me there, I guess. Um, you know, it, oh God, I'm not gonna get into that, but it's just it's just the the choices we make and we continue to make that doesn't line up with what we say it just feels like makes you question of whether or not you should still keep giving into it like not giving into it like like you know like the third give my bad it the uh, uh give it your all <clears throat> and it's hard to keep it up that way when it feels like when your give it your all is different from the other person's give it your all you know like there's like there's a different like level of communication there that makes it extremely difficult to have. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna write that down only because I liked how it went. So I like I know that you made it on the spot, Aaron. So good job. Um, just defining huh? it, defining <laughs> oh. defining <laughs> defining it was the only problem. But I do like that. I do like that a lot. It's something definitely Oliver would love to keep for himself too, because he likes quotes that are inspirational. So we're gonna we're gonna put that down for you. You're gonna be the first person who said it. Uh, okay. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be inspirational. Don't uh, you either give in, give up, or give it your all. And that is something that Oliver will definitely keep on his plaque. Uh, so we're going to write it down for you uh, later. Um, I like it a lot. So I will definitely look back into that again. I'll even I'll even ask people about it and see what they think about it. So we're about to be a philosopher here. On okay, so um, this now we can get into our prompts. So thank you for sharing your relationship and uh, your experiences together and how you guys got through it. It is very inspirational to me, and I do like to hear that there are people who know how to communicate it and how to get things to work when you have someone and you like someone enough to put yourself into it and to pour yourself into it. Like no matter how hard it gets, even if it gets to those points, you guys still hold on. So I commend you both and you guys are doing a great job. Even with you guys having your own problems at the same time, and I know both of your problems, uh, you guys are doing great and that's, that's hard. That's a hard thing to manage. So great thank job you. you guys great job oh thank you so first prompt this is kind of kind of going to ask the question to all of you and i want to know and i want to know all of your opinions about this prompt soulmates can you tell me what this is mm, somebody you i guess grow okay so fuck <laughs> uh, okay, so basically, putting it shortly, somebody you grow up, grew, uh, grow old with, and you know, basically, you live your life with. Okay, that's what I consider a soulmate. Okay, Aaron, Jenny, what do you guys would say? I feel like it's romanticizes that like that person that you click with, uh-huh. like in every aspect, like you, like you have the same vibe. Mm-hmm. That is like drawn together, like it. What is it called? Like that red string thing, like in Japanese yeah. culture, where it's like you guys are tied together, and it's as if your souls have Destiny's met before. Not... Your name, my God. Yeah. So, I think that's like what soulmate is to me, from what I've picked up from like movie and TV shows mm-hmm. and books. Yeah, it's like a deep connection of yeah. someone that you may have never met, but when you first instantly see them. May not be love at first sight, but when you start seeing them and start like growing to know them, this could be a person that you can imagine yourself like spending the rest of your life with. Okay, Crystal, do you have? Yeah, I I think like a soulmate is just someone who like gets you. Like you got your you just connect. You guys have mutual respect for each other. Kind of like unconditional love too, and an understanding of one another. That's kind of like what a soulmate means to me yeah goodness okay beautiful beautiful all of your definitions are beautiful i like those soulmates you know the question comes with do you believe in them you know 
Like, do you guys believe in soulmates? Do you know? There's more than one soulmate in your life. I'll tell you that right now. But do you guys believe in soulmates? Sure. I think I do. I'm like mm -hmm. a romantic person. So, I, like, I think I believe in soulmates. Yeah. There's one right here. Oh, oh my god! Wow! Like, I think, like, for me, it's like how, like, movies and TV shows, books, or whatever, like, how they describe it, I feel like is how I feel it too. And the idea of, like, the story of, like, oh, this, like, these two souls have met before. I feel like it's such a romantic idea that I just like it, like feel all like nice and warm inside, like feeling like, oh, I've met this person before in my past lives and we've connected again, you know, like that the story unfolded in a similar way mm -hmm. for the two souls. Like, I think, I don't know, that sounds nice to me. Did he, did he tell you, you're the pepper to my Jack? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you're the cheddar to my cheese. <laughs> She's a peanut to my butter. Oh my god. Ah! <laughs> Stop, that's so cute. Stop it. Okay. Did you <laughs> did you wanna say something, Crystal? I mean like I, I do believe in soulmates and actually like multiple soulmates and you're like, what do you mm -hmm. mean? It's like yeah. well, there's come to times where like different people come across your life and each one plays an important role in your life. Um when it comes to emotional, personal, even spiritual growth. So like I don't know, like they played a factor in your life and kind of made up who you are today. So, you know, all those previous relationships, even if they're good or bad, they kind of made you stronger in the end. So, right. The cornerstone yeah. of your identity. Mm. Right. And, you know, that's why I say, when I say there's multiple soulmates, it's, it's what I mean of like, you do learn from them and they share something, but mm -hmm. you also feel that connection that feels like it's almost unnatural because like you kind of just became friends just like that and it feels like you guys have been they've been friends for years so you know and they help you grow when you meet them it's that like there are people who are your soulmates who will leave like they're not gonna be there forever I, that's what i think of as soulmates like it is there is that special one person that you meet that'll make the best out of you and will always love you and be with you as a romantic partner. But there are also soulmates out there that are just simply for you to me to learn lessons, to get a piece of yourself from, and then they will depart. Oh, like they have a piece of your soul that exactly. you're like retrieving. Mm -hmm. oh, that's an interesting concept. It, because the real romantic connection is another word for that it's called twin flame it's that before the theory back in like european renaissance time there was a man who said that humans used to be two people on one body and uh god split them oh. in half the yes. idea yeah. oh, wow. you That's you know scary. you know the theory right yeah mythology? yeah it's mm -hmm. a mythology of it it's a it's a they where they what? just Okay, don't talk about Darling in the Franks. Okay, stop that. Um, can't hear you. Can't hear you. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? Are you saying something because I'm wearing headphones? <laughs> 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 He's like mouthing so to me, to me, and I'm like, wait, what? Like I said, like, continue, five continue, 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 continue. Okay, uh, it's the theory that humans used to be two people. They have two faces, four arms, four legs, and they were split in half. 
And that other half is basically a part of you who make the complete superhuman being is the idea, which is what Twin Flames is supposed to be. And a Twin Flame is different from a soulmate. Soulmate, that's why I say soulmates are more of the people who are completely different. Like, they, you do meet them, you do vibe with them, and you get something, a piece of your soul from them because it's how you grow and learn. The, the, the Twin Flame is the absolute person who is the other part of you. So let's say, for instance, they're the other side of, that, of your character. So let's say you're extroverted, very open, you're very, uh, you know, your characteristics are very uh, charismatic and confident, and then the other person is very quiet and very subtle. They keep to themselves and say quiet and aren't very as social as you are. You guys differ in hobbies, but you also do share the same hobbies. And you guys both like and admire each other no matter what. It's that, it is a, there's that concept of, the, you know, twin flames. That's why when I say soulmates are multiple, it's because I believe that you do meet soulmates. Like, a lot of my friends in here I can say would be my soulmate because I've learned and grown a lot from people. And part of my character comes from them with life lessons, of course. So, like, it's not just merely... Oh, I met them. I grew up. No, it's more of I met them. We grew up together because we figured out things that are part of us. Like part of me went to them and part of them went to me. And this is what makes us today. Our character, our, our personalities, our life lessons, how we treat people and how we treat ourselves. That's why I say soulmates. You can have multiple. And in how television and every in video games portray soulmates is a romantic connection. It is a beautiful one, and there are there is such thing as a romantic soulmate. It's just hard to put that def definition on exactly what that's supposed to be. And there are people who don't understand that even if you do find a soulmate, sometimes it's best to let the person go when they're not meant to be there anymore. And there are people who want to hold on to that. And it's hard. People want to move on because it's, there's, there, there are just certain conditions that you just can't live with. Like, you know, for instance, if you were to be in love with someone that was your soulmate, but they just couldn't be, you couldn't be in love with, and they weren't, well, they were, they love you, but they can't do anything because they're in arranged marriage or something like that. You know, it's like something, something is stopping them from being in this relationship. There's just no reason to stay. Because it just makes things more complicated outside in the, in the uh, material world. So when he wants to leave or when she wants to leave and you keep holding on, it makes it difficult. So this, you know, this kind of goes back to your three gives. So, you know, it, it just makes it difficult to make a two-way street if the person doesn't want to learn from it or from to, to get from it. Um... So if one of the partners or one of the people want to give up on the situation because it's just giving pain, the next thing you want to do is just maybe give it time again. Because sometimes sometimes it's best to let it go for a while, you know? Uh, holding on to something without it giving time to heal and you want to just go away and just meditate to yourself, it's usually best, in my opinion, to just walk away from something and let time pass and see if it's still the same when you come back. It's kind of like how, and how if you do meet your twin flame, you go through all the stuff, but the one person isn't ready, then give it time because it's not going to last. So let them, let them basically 
give time to themselves, figure themselves out, and then maybe a couple of years later you can retry again and see if you're ready to become one. That's, you know, that's the whole idea of Twin Flames. <clears throat> so, soulmates. Um, we definitely all believe in them. They are something that do exist, and the idea of meeting them is amazing. Um... Aaron already said his is right next to him, so congratulations. I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, for me, I've met mine, and I've met a lot. I've met one that's a romantic potential, but there's a problem there. I won't get into it. And um, it's just... It's a beautiful concept we have as humans to help express, especially the romantic aspect of our lives. Okay... We've talked about that. Next, we would have to talk about a bit of, on true love. Does that exist? What does that mean? Uh, true love. This, you know how they say love at not love at first sight. You know how when someone says you love someone, but do you truly love them with true love? Like it's the fairy tale type thing. Oh, like uh, versus like loving the idea. Yeah. Of the yeah, like is that. Is that real? True love? Whether it's weird? Uh, I guess. I mean... I don't necessarily think it's real. I don't know. When I think of true love, I think of, like, Disney. Yeah, that's what I think, too. <laughs> I was going to ask you a question, like, I don't know. which kind of relates to I feel to like that's, like, fairy tale kind yeah. of description of... Maybe I just don't have a good enough description of what true love is, because what mm -hmm. I, my understanding is, like, what I've seen on, like, Disney romantic movies. Mm -hmm. Well, at first sight, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. It feels a little fairy tale-y to me. Yeah, but I true. could truly love someone versus like loving the idea of the person, then I guess that's true love, like you truly love someone. I guess that's a way to say it, versus yeah. It's like forcing yourself, like what you said, like arranged marriages. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's my question. Like, what do you think about arranged marriages? So I guess like you could love the person in an arranged marriage, but I guess like maybe someone would say like true love is like you fell in love with the person maybe before you were forced to be with the person like genuine like genuine feelings i guess is what you're saying yeah versus i guess like a little force right what do you think crystal you have an opinion on that oh no like anyone can just say i love you but not everyone can like prove it's true you know like what do you mean by true love like uh... i i get what she's saying like when it comes to like having that genuine love before like you get married and stuff like in comparison to like an arranged marriage where you didn't get that step before to love each other get to know each other like, have that connection or whatever and just kind of forced to be together mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a forced love i don't know that's my thought i don't know i don't I... kind of fairy tale -y, yeah. yeah it's a very fairy tale -y term and there are people who say it so that's why i'm like i have to ask the question like does this actually exist and to me, I'm like, no, I don't think it does. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. So, I mean, if Disney was, if my life was a Disney movie, it, it would be. I'd it be would... Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, mine would be like a Korean drama, and I would not rather have that be filmed. So that just doesn't put me in the place there. So, yeah. Okay, next. <clears throat> I'm going to skip this one. For compatibility, because it doesn't really... Combat okay, compatibility will 
it get it delves into like different categories. I'll talk about them in a minute here. Let's get to something that's a little shorter. Communication. What's it worth? Is it the most important thing? Is it mid level or Oh, no, no, that's the most important one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. you can't move forward unless you can communicate. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like you can't speak to each other with just grunts like a bunch of fucking cavemen. Well, it depends on, actually, it depends on your type of love language, right? Like, we love you. Right? You know your love language, right? Like, I mean, you take communication. Like, are you talking about like verbal communication or other forms of communication? Just communication, bodily communication, and stuff like that. Communication in general, you know. Okay. Like this comes. Go ahead, go ahead, Crystal. Yeah. Like in a relationship, you want to be able to communicate with each other, so you know what you are experiencing, what your needs are, and like, I don't know. It helps, like, not only meet your own needs, but like, also Mm -hmm. connects you to in a relationship like i don't know it puts everything on the table right when you have a communication so there's nothing hidden there's no there's no like when you have something you want to talk about to someone you're not hiding anything right that's why it's important or like if you want something out of somebody like i want more time with you i want to spend more time with you like you know that's something you need to communicate right you can't just sit there and accept it for what it is because oh, they're busy or they have work you know things like that yeah, you want to be able to talk to each other. Like, you can't read each other's minds. Like, you know, everyone's like, when someone said your love language, love languages are different. Like, you can't really read your partner's mind or the body language, you know, right. all the time. Like, you need to communicate so you can avoid misunderstandings that can cause hurt, anger, resentment, confusion, you know. Mm-hmm. Communicating, talking to each other can avoid all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how a relationship can evolve. It's because coming from there, just starting in a base of just communication and filling each other's needs. And also to fix some things that didn't make you comfortable. To make it worth your time. <clears throat> you know, like if you if your significant other did something that you didn't like, like say for instance, uh you know, Aaron got drunk, goes into a bar and takes, starts stripping. You know, it's definitely something that God you damn do. Damn, I wish. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Jenny, you like Aaron. Yeah, I I'll, I'll throw you a five. Jenny would be like, you know, I don't like what you did there. Why would you do that? That's so horrible. Why would you get? Why would you get blackout drunk until this and that? Like, why would you? You know, you have to communicate to someone. Like, I don't like your habit. You know, things like that. Or, like, in a sense of, like, let's say, for instance, again, like, with Adrian, if, if he had a girlfriend and he decided to do something that was very dislikable, like, uh, I don't know, like, he Tell decided... her to stop smoking. Yeah, you know, you'd have to communicate in a way with her. Bitch. Basically, like, you need, you know, I don't like that you smoke inside our house. It's really bad, you know? Can we have you do it outside if you want to do it? You know, you have to communicate. First place. If she, if she smokes, I'm going to, it's a no. Okay. <laughs> well... If you, it's a situation, it's whatever, but it's an example. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just saying. You have to communicate with somebody to tell them you don't like it. And even if, even if it's a really serious thing, you can't be afraid to step up and to get what you want in that type of thing. So it's like, if there's a change you want and it's not really going the way you want to or you know it's not going to go the way you want to, 
then it should be something you should accept and never hold, you know, never hold down again, like not hold down, but like never like hold the issue to yourself. So like if they can't change and you know, they can't change it. I basically am telling you is you're going to have to accept it for how it is. It's this is how it's going to be. And if you can't accept it and there's no way you're going to accept it for years to come and they won't change at all, then you just move on, like how how Jenny described earlier. It's not worth it if they're not willing to change. It's not something that you don't want. So, yeah. <clears throat> Communication, 100% worth. Which then comes to the whole love language thing. Compatibility. Um, there's, there's, there's multiple types of compatibility. I think I can just sum it down to two types. There's the basic compatibility, which is uh, like likes and dislikes and things like that. And then there's that one compatibility that I personally don't like very much, even though it makes 10% of the relationship, which is the sexual compatibility. Um, I, I, <clears throat> I mean, I'll start the topic off by saying I don't really like to think about the sexual part. Um, it does. It is important. For a lot of relationships to know uh, how they do their deed <laughs> so um i feel that the problem with that for me is that it's not really constantly on my interest uh so like it's not it's not important to me i don't know about how you guys think about sexual compatibility because it's not really like my yeah i wouldn't see it as necessary it was just more like I, I I I would prefer just the person's physical attention, but like not in that way. Right. Like I think like hug and nug snuggles and shit. So you sound like you have like a love language of physical touch. So Yeah. That's like your way. Like my love language is quality time. Like even if we're doing something far away from each other, I still wanna be there and listen in and hear you and we can talk. That's my love language. So, you know, um, it's really up to how you guys want to say about your compatibilities. Like how, I mean, I already know how it works for both Aaron and, and Jenny for you guys, for your compatibility. I wouldn't want to talk about the sexual compatibility because it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of awkward for stuff, but also like, I don't really know if like you guys they use the cheese. No, no. <laughs> so like for us though because we're like we've been together since middle school so we don't really have other relationships to compare to for sexual Mm -hmm. compatibility so uh, first love i feel like we're not good people to ask for sexual compatibility (laughs) we're the only partner (laughs) oh my god that's why understandable yeah I, I mean, that's why I, I hate the idea of one night stands, you know, because it's kind oh, of. Oh, God, un- I hate that so much. It ruins, of, it ruins it for everybody. It kind of it kind of gives the vibe of cheating is similar to like how when men have bachelor parties, it's like, oh, it's your last day of being single. It's like they take it to the strip club and I'm like, you guys are fucking disgusting. I hate that. No, my bachelor party would be like a like a fucking PC bong. That's my bachelor party. We're going to rent it for the entire day. That's that's more lit to me. Eat or, some fuck. It's a fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's uh it's just how, you know, 
I understand the importance of sexual compatibility, but personally, I don't think I would be really down for that. So, uh, but the other compatibility, so like I said, the regular communication of like your likes and dislikes, you know, it's a, I think that's also important, and it's the more important stuff because it's how you're gonna live the rest of your life. Because if you don't, if your wife likes this and you don't like that, and you, and you like this but she hates that, what's the point <laughs> of like? of like trying to it's like you have to compromise it uh in a sense like i'll go on a vacation to go skiing even though you don't like it and you go on your vacation uh to do something else even though i don't like it i hate that because you know i like to spend time with anybody uh especially with my significant other and that's my love language quality time so you know anywhere with them makes me happy that's basically what i say if it's a phone call if it's a trip Road trip, plane ride, work, whatever. It makes me happy to be there. Okay, um, let's get this wrapped up here. We got two more topics that we need to get into that's going to be a little more darker. Um, so, here we go. Last to- uh, Second to last topic is trauma from exes. How can we heal? And is closure required oh boy (laughs) (laughs) feel like you threw this for me huh listen no because (laughs) you know know, you know my exes so so don't you start (laughs) anyone want to start i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah you guys are too fucking perfect before Aaron, but um, yeah, I guess for me, um, he was he was verbally toxic and um, verbally abusive because he was going through his own shit um, at home with his dad was abusive. So it was um, something that he was going through, but he didn't tell me that at the time. So I was just like being put down all the time and being cheated on and stuff like that without... Um, knowing what it was and then he just like broke up with me one day so i just like needed closure eventually like as an adult like when i grew up and like he tried to connect again i was like hey like i need like closure like why were you such an asshole and for me like that did help me more not for my current relationship but for my self-love aspect because i was able to realize that i didn't do anything wrong it was just something that he was going through so i was able to like say like nothing was wrong with me i'm lovable i'm like a person that's worthy of love is just that he was taking out something on me so i guess like closure did help me in that way with my ex yeah it makes sense yeah. yeah you found the source of the problem yeah adrian do you have anything you want to share fuck you okay <laughs> guess, <laughs> i guess not no so well well you already know this but like so a lot like I don't know what's now like fucking five years four now god um i was i was hanging out with this girl and at the time i didn't know that she was a married woman but the thing is that i didn't mean the friendship to go in a way that it basically the way it went was me and her started doing you know little stuff here and there but the thing is that I didn't know that she was like not married. So she basically lied to me 
and by the end of that relationship it made it really hard for me to like fucking uh, trust I guess girls or you know people in general because that really like hit me hard because it basically just ruined another person's life or I mean not ruined but like you know I did something horrible Right. and I guess for closure I never really got it do you think you need it uh I can flip a coin and really care and then I can how can you heal from this can you heal from forget it? about it forget about it okay yeah I guess it's hard I mean like just talking about this is making me fucking shake my leg so hard right now. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a good. This is a good way to get it out. You know, group of friends here. We're all here. All right. So I'll let you calm down and figure that out. Uh, I'm gonna ask Crystal if you have anything, any insight. I don't really know what to say. I mean, like it's kind of like triggering to like talk about this for me personally but yeah so i don't really want to talk about it i just know that moving on (laughs) honestly like self-love and everything is really important after Mm -hmm. the relationship like the toxic relationship or whatever right and i don't know just don't i don't know just really focus on now like you know that was all of the past and Sure, it hurt, yeah, but I'm happier now than before, so that's, to me, is a huge improvement, and yeah, it made, made me stronger, for sure, and not as naive and uh, shit like that, you know? You grow <laughs> yeah. older, you grow smarter, too, so. I hear yeah. you. More wisdom. More power to you. Mm. Knowledge. I like that. Mm-hmm. And you really sound like you're. <laughs> this is a really off-topic thing, but you really sound like your astrology side right now. So it's really it's, it's finds it, I find it funny to me. <laughs> okay, um, I admire that. So very good, very good word choice there. Um, I've had too much trauma. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Uh, with all of my exes like no matter who it is just was really bad from from being cheated on twice to being lied to multiple times for being used it just didn't really you know it didn't sit uh i healed over time even with the worst one that i had to deal with which was the cheating one because that one came with both cheating lying and then just lost hope. So, uh, healing from that took two, three years. And I knew that the problem was basically me. I had to go through a lot of self-analysis of like what I did wrong. And I think I learned the most from that one. I definitely learned my weaknesses and strengths and fixed all the bad stuff that I needed to really get out of me. There's just the traumatic part that still, like, gives me the PTSD, you know? That's still something that does happen to people, like, with people who don't want to talk about their exes anymore. You know, for me, I, I'm, I'm okay with talking about them. But when I get into, like, stuff that happens to me today, I get this PTSD of fear, of, of anxiety, of it could happen again. I don't want it to happen again. So I'm trying to be careful. 
So that's why it's it's hard to, for me, it's hard to heal, because it's it's legitimately now a mental illness. It's not just a, it's not just like a problem in my heart. It's how I feel every single time with the fear of falling back into this pit of self-loathing, and I hate that. I want to move on, and it hurts. It took a while for me to want to get closure and to get the proper closure. And when I did get the proper closure, I got the closure. And she said, I vowed to never talk to you again. So she kept her promise and blocked me again. It really just, I got my closure for every single relationship that I've had. So I think to a point that closure is important. I, uh... It sometimes it's not possible to always get. It is sometimes hard to get because the way I got to get her to unblock me was I had to get somebody to tell her I need to talk to her. And she was willing to talk. So we were at least to be able to be adults about this. However, when it comes to getting proper closure, it's just a difficult thing to have. And sometimes it's, it's good to have as a benefit. Like with Jenny's situation, she was able to understand that she wasn't the problem. For me, I was able to get the closure. I, I got what I needed was basically... You know, I, I'm sorry for what I did, for what I said. You know, I, I apologize. I learned and remember, but I also like don't want any bad blood between us anymore. I wanted to make amends, and that's what I tried doing, which worked until she decided to just go ahead and try to block me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think for some people, it is a very required thing to have, and um, and to and and that's that's how most people will heal. It's from there. Uh, and as for trauma, the trauma can be fixed to a point, but it will sometimes be forever an illness. Like for me, like PTSD from a relationship, it will happen. Okay, one last topic. This one's this one might be good for me because I need to ask this too. <laughs> Question is, when is it best to stop? And that means dating, being with someone in a relationship, or searching for someone. When is it, in your personal opinion, best to stop doing any of those topics? When you feel disrespected or unheard, that's a good time to move on. Yeah. Is when that... you... Okay. Like, what and what? Wait, wait, what was your question again? So, okay. when is it best to stop... In these categories, in dating, being with somebody, and searching. Sure. I guess dating, once you see that something's going to be a problem with that person. Are you just talking about in general or with a specific person? I mean, you can do it in general, but mm -hmm. like these are some specific categories if you're having trouble thinking about it. Okay. Mm. Um, like any type of relationship like friendship you friendship. can like yeah. <laughs> i mean the the question of family love was already asked for that one of when is it best to stop uh it's like you know when you let go so stop trying but i think since we're on the we're on the topic of significant others it's probably more for the dating side okay. for dating scene so okay So when dating, searching, and being with someone, 
Like, with somebody. like you know how some people have dated someone for this long. I'm not okay. I'm not trying to jinx you guys right now. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Uh-huh. But <laughs> listen, listen. I love you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Hey, like, the cheese strong with him. <laughs> it's how do you say together? The cheese. The cheese. Cheese. Like, it, there are people who are like, I love you forever. But then, like, after maybe a couple more years, they just, they keep trying to hold on, but it doesn't have a spark anymore. And neither of them can make the spark. So then it's kind of just a friendship, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's people just hold on to, to false hope, in a sense. That's why I'm like, when's the best to stop? When's, it, when's the best time? What are the signs when you see these things? Like, when is it? When is it the best time to actually give up on that relationship? You know? Giving like more said, than uh, what you can take is one. <laughs> like, giving more when you, you know, can like, give up. Like the whole like balance of a relationship thing that we talked about like mm-hmm. in general. Like giving more than what you're receiving in a sense. Like of course sometimes you give and you don't expect anything. But in a sense like if you're giving too much and you're not really getting anything back. Like the scale is tipped, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, if if you feel like it's not equal, the amount of, like, effort that's being put into the relationship mm-hmm. anymore, like how you were saying, like, there's no more spark. I feel like when the spark is lost, it's usually, like, someone's trying and someone else is probably not trying hard enough, like, to rekindle the spark. Right. Yeah. Or also in the case of if your values no longer align because you grew apart as people. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's time to stop. Oh, yes. Yes, that's also one, too. Definitely. Because yeah, that's how it's it possible works. to outgrow. For values. If you guys no longer align in like where your goals and where you're headed, if you're right. going in different directions, like it. So, yeah, like say like someone wants to move to Europe because that's where they want to pursue their career or something, and someone else wants to stay in the US or something. Like. Yeah, so just split it's best that way because compromising that just sounds like it's well it's expensive for one thing and it's gonna be hard so it's like it's like it's like you're gonna go through a process like do you love them enough to do this yeah i think it's like not just like for like there's long distance relationships but i mean like in um like in the future like longer run, looking forward they don't plan to ever leave europe and the other person doesn't ever plan to leave america then i think like that's something they have to come to terms with right because they just, they no longer align, I guess. Okay. Hmm. So if that's with being with someone, then when is it best to stop for someone? Uh, when is it best to stop for somebody when they are dating? Like, uh, like, because you ever heard of the term serial dating, right? You know what that huh? is? you just keep going exactly like one after another and it fails 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 like a big fat bowl of fruit loops <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I guess it's an <laughs> I mean it's fail like... <laughs> okay. I think yeah. if, you're, if there's like a pattern that you're starting to see or if your friends are starting to see that there's a pattern in the type of like way that your relationships aren't working out then maybe it's time to like take a break and figure out like maybe it's something to do with the way that you like like self-love again like maybe it's yes you're trying to like fill this void that no one's ever gonna fill because you don't love yourself i guess like that's one reason to stop i guess oh i've seen that a lot in 
one of my I have a coworker that does that a lot. Like she dates and dates and dates and dates, but she never like settles down with somebody. And she says this, she she literally told us that it was that a specific thing to fill in the void. Yeah, I have this favorite YouTuber that she's a serial dater, and I think it's because like she just struggles to like cope with. And she wrote a song about it too. That she struggles about like feeling like she doesn't want to die alone, so she just wants to have someone there, anybody. So she just serial dates because she wants to fill the void. Even if it's someone that probably isn't compatible with her, so she just unhappy. wants someone to be there with her because she can't handle like being single to be alone with herself. I guess it is so unhealthy, and it makes me sad to see people do that, especially to like in in both guys and girls. It's just it it hurts to watch. It's like constantly seeing themselves stab themselves in the heart because they try and they can't find someone or like it's it's to fill that void of wanting that of wanting that love or to feel wanted or that too yeah so that would be for the dating side so then the last thing would be is this this one kind of for me i have an opinion with this one but like when is it best to stop searching for somebody you know like there are people who are waiting for the day they come across a sunset or a sunrise and they're across the horizon. And there are people who are waiting for someone to just, you know, like, or like looking for someone to, uh, that's in their interest. They give it their all and then it fails. When's it time to stop? Oh, man. Stop chasing? In a sense, it's chasing. It's like, it's, but it's searching, you know? Like, you're still looking for someone. I think, in that sense, it's kind of hard to, like, gauge on when to do it. But it's more like one of those things, again, where instead of, like, trying to force things to go your way, let it come to you, you know? One of those things. Mm -hmm. Like, organically? Organically, let it happen, let it grow, let it be... Let it be like the motion of the ocean kind of thing, right? Why are you trying to force a rock that doesn't want to move? Like let it unfold naturally. Mm -hmm. Let it find you. Mm -hmm. Let it be that lost message in a bottle that you'll find your true love. It'll come. You just got to be your. You just got to be like the gotcha of life. The gotcha of life. I can't quote that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adrian, what do you think? I guess in a way, I can kind of relate to what he said. So, at some point, I mean, I just, I, I've literally stopped just like trying to find somebody. Mm -hmm. So, in in a way, in a way, that's what I'm hoping to just like someday just bump into some girl and just see what happens i don't know like i'm not necessarily looking be like oh yo dude this girl's so pretty i'm gonna try to date her like nah i'm just whatever happens happens okay crystal yeah go i don't know like for me like stop chasing butterflies and chase your ambitions like you focus on you like I don't know that's how I kind of recovered from everything like 
of my traumatic relationship, I guess you can say, of the past. Um, <laughs> like, you just focus on you, like, for real. Chase a sunrise, chase your bucket list, your promotion, school, anything like that, you know? Chase laughter, happiness, like, you know, like, I don't know. Stop chasing butterflies is kind of like my mindset, like, for real. Don't chase waterfalls. Stick to the rivers that you're used to. Damn, yeah, let, it, like let, let love come to you. That that's what i discovered like pretty recently that was pretty hard for me honestly like that's that's where i'm at now i honestly kept saying over and over again i was gonna stop chasing but it didn't stop until like the end of like maybe mid 2020 and that's when i really just really let that go because it just wasn't worth my energy anymore mm-hmm. so yeah i think i think that's that's when i just decided and said you know what no more no more searching, no more looking. I, you know, when you when when you least expect it, I always I have this repeating in my head with myself whenever I think about it. When you least expect it to happen, then that's when it will happen. And I definitely have been in a situation in the last few months where I least expected something to happen, and it happened. So hopefully. Things will perk up soon, and we learn a lesson from whatever happened in that situation. So, yes, I think, I think in opinion-wise, when you should stop searching is basically, if you're going to put it anal- analytically, right? When you should stop searching is if things are failing, if things that are not really going in your favor or things that are just constantly the same result again you just need to not do anything i feel like you should just let fate decide for you or find have someone go for you because i think there are people who are meant to be chasers and there are people who are meant to be chased and in that case people who are chasing and are not being successful i think you guys should be well be the ones who should be chased which means this in lines with how our ideas of love yourself do what you want do uh, fill your bucket list and do everything that you think that's best for you you'll find someone as you're doing it when you're not even expecting it because you're so busy working on something right so you know like with my ideas like with what i'm doing i'm constantly making content creation and i'm going to be traveling this year making my photography business bigger as I go, which I actually sealed another photography deal today. <laughs> so I have three deals already, right? So I'm still, I have, I have focus. I have a focus idea of myself that I want to keep working, even though I absolutely hate February. Um, so fuck February. I'm sorry for anyone's an Aquarius, uh, but I just hate February. Um, it's just a, it's just a month that I really don't like. I just want this focus to keep with me and and I want to be distracted and when things happen they will happen for a reason so that is it for our topic so I want to thank all of you today uh, for having for being my special guest this is actually our first ever this is gonna be basically two hours uh, I also really do appreciate the fact that Crystal, you stayed the entire time instead of just the one hour. So I I am very appreciative of you for doing no so. Um, I didn't expect you to, but thank you very much for being a part of the podcast today. Um, 
does anyone have any last words they want to give to the people listening to the podcast or something they want to share before we end it off? Yes. Love yourself. Be kind to yourself. You're doing the best you can. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And that is it, friends. For all those who are watching the pod, listening to the podcast and watching this on Twitch, I'm not Twitch on YouTube because I'm going to have it on the channel. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you guys so much for listening. The next podcast will be in March, um, March 5th <laughs> again, another fifth. Okay. March 5th. I won't be there this time. This, uh, we will change the cast every single time. Uh, this one was just a special event because it was Valentine's Day and it was the best time to get all the lovey-dovey crap out of the way. Now I can go back to focusing on the shit that is important to me. This one, romance is important to me too, but it's a it's a hard fact. Uh, no, it's a hard topic to talk about with a lot of people, and I chose my my uh, my guests carefully for this one. So thank all of you. Thank you, thank you all for putting time of the day uh, for this podcast. There will be someone out there, I bet, who will listen to this and will learn something from what we've said. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much again. This has been TLRC, podcast number two. We'll see you guys in March.